0: Welcome to the You Glow Nurse podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RUL, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community, and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. What's going on, friends? Welcome to another episode of the You Glow Nurse podcast with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, RN, BSN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of Are You Well? I'm so happy you're joining us on another amazing conversation in Season 4. Season 4 is all about restoring your purpose, redefining your purpose. As nurses, our self-care, our health, our healing can get the back burner. Because of our need to serve, because we want to help others, that that is our part of our purpose. That's part of our passion. It's it's important to us. But our own self care, our own healing, health and healing can sometimes stay in the back burner. Maybe on purpose. Maybe uh, non intentional at times. But um, this this podcast is all about elevating the profession, giving us the tools that we can use to further further ourselves further ourselves in in nursing and also while giving back to ourselves while putting ourselves first and season 4 we've been talking to so many amazing nurses and how they were able to just pivot in their passions and move forward in times of maybe like uncertainty times when they were unsure about their purpose and what it meant to be a nurse. I know I've experienced that before. Last episode, I shared with you that there was a time that I walked around without feeling like I had a purpose. I had passion or without a passion. And a lot of this just stemmed from upbringing as a Latina nurse, I had a strict upbringing, a lot of expectations put on me about, you know, what I should be, what it should look like. Um, Education was so highly prioritized in my family. There was a lot of strict expectations for me as a Latina, and it just made me. Grow up with this this kind of um unhealthy view of myself, um and not to blame just my parents. You know I made some decisions along the way, but a lot of the influences came with my background. And you know my parents tried their very best. They did what they could with what they had, and I thank them for it. But now I had to move past that and learn to take back control, take back uh my self care, my health and healing, so that I can move forward in this. In this purpose, God has given me. So, season four has been all about how do we how do we show up again? How do we redefine our purpose if we feel like we've lost it? And today, I have a wonderful guest who is going to share with us, Miss Tina Loarte Rodriguez, and she is the author of "Latinas in Nursing." The, the new book that I get to be a part of that just released September 1st. So it's such an honor to bring her on um, right after our release. We're so excited. And there's so many things that that are coming because of this book. It's, it's definitely a mon- monumental thing. So make sure you go grab it. Check out our website. We have an, a virtual event coming up soon for National Hispanic Nurses Day, September 22nd. If you didn't know, make sure you put it in your calendar. Celebrate you, Latina nurse. I see you. Um. So yeah, I, I'm excited to bring on Miss Tina Loarte, who is a who is dedicated to leaving the world a little better than she finds it. She is an internal optimist who believes in the power of community, kindness, and growth. Her professional experience includes teaching and over 17 years of nursing in various healthcare settings and specialties. She currently is the Associate Director of Health Equity Measures at the Yale Center for Outcomes Research and Evaluation, also known as CORE, actively collaborating with national and international experts in health equity measures and outcome research. A first-generation college student, she is a graduate of Cornell University, UConn, and Quinnipiac University. Tina is a Hartford Business Journal Healthcare Hero Award and the Connecticut Nursing Association and Excellence in Team Award winner as well. Tina has published several books, including her her recent book, "Latinas in Nursing." Tina works hard and she plays even harder. She loves dancing, traveling, and reading. An Afro-Latina Boricua, born and raised in the Bronx, New York, she now resides in Connecticut with her. Incredibly supportive husband, their three phenomenal children, her father, and two rescue dogs. What a wonderful bio! Let's bring out Miss Tina Loarta Rodriguez. Hi, Fallon. Hi, Tina. What's going on? Thank I'm so you. happy you're here. Thank you. I'm so excited
1: to be here. So excited to see you.
0: Oh my goodness, we've been working really hard, y'all. On the have. So, yes. Make sure you go check it out. The link is going to be in the show notes that you can join. All right, Miss Tina, I want to know. Yes, how has letting go of perfection helped you in finding your purpose?
1: That's an excellent question, Fallon. You know, and I really, um, you know, resonate with your intro there about how expectations were put on us when we were younger, Um, and again to echo your sentiment of you know our parents did the best that they could. Um, and they did better than what their parents could do and hopefully now we're doing better you know than our parents. and it's about breaking that cycle of you know of whatever it is. you know, is it of poverty? Is it of lack of education? Um, but for me, you know, I um, was really fortunate to realize that um, it's okay to, make mistakes. And that's how you grow and learn. Because I've been making mistakes my whole life, I make mistakes on a daily basis. And so I've really been able to find those opportunities of those failures and those um, mishaps to lead me to, I think, something greater and something bigger. You know, it really instills in me of, you know, everything happens for a reason, you might not understand it, it might not make sense to you. At the moment, but trust it and really kind of be patient with it. And so, you know, especially as a nurse, um, it took me a while to realize that, um, you know, things happen, mistakes happen, errors are made. Um, And um, I think even as a student nurse, is probably when I really learned it um, firsthand was that I don't know everything and I'm never going to know everything. Right. Like that's the other thing. Like, let that go. All of y'all listening out there. Like, no, there's no way that you're gonna learn everything or know everything. Um, you just have to be committed to know when to stop and ask for help and resources, um, and always be curious to find out more. So I think a combination of both growing up and then definitely as a nurse made me realize, uh-uh, perfection doesn't exist and it's okay. You're human. There's nothing perfect about being human, and and just really embrace it and, and be comfortable with it.
0: Oh yes, yes. Nursing was that like kind of like uh, slap in, in your face reality check. Uh, it's not perfect. You, exactly. you can't be perfect at this. Exactly. You cannot. So same here. I was like, oh okay, it's different than mm-hmm. the books and the scenarios that you know the the plan plan of care, the care plans. There you go. Um, when it comes to real life, but why do you think we're like, so stuck on perfection? Like, I know we, we say it a lot. Like it may Mm -hmm. be, you know, like heard or like, you may have seen it on social media, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, perfection. It's not perfection. It's progress over Mm -hmm. perfection, you know? Mm Why do you think we're so stuck on this perfection idea, this this belief that it has to be perfect? Maybe uh, subconsciously you may be in it uh, in this belief or knowingly like I, it's got to be t- this type A personality. Like, I don't know if you've seen anything in your own, like why you were so stuck to perfection.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of influences to why we sometimes get stuck in that view of, oh, I have to be perfect perfect I have to do it you know I definitely feel like society is a big driver to that even before social you know definitely I remember growing up and uh, feeling that within the class of oh these are the students that got you know principals award or these are the students that mm-hmm. got honorable or these are the students that are you know on this team or that could play this instrument or these are the students you know so I definitely feel that it's society's kind of um really influence in kind of that perfectionism versus really understanding that everybody has their own individual strengths. And I don't call them weaknesses. I call them opportunities. So like everybody Mm. has, everybody has um, an opportunity to grow and to learn and to continue to evolve. And, and I, when I like reflect back on, you know, human beings in general like it's an evolution right like look at Mm -hmm. where we've come and look at where we're at um and I definitely feel that that's been able to help me realize that um it's a it's a journey and you know things are going to happen along the way um so I definitely feel that society has really constructed that but I'm really hoping now um with a lot of like the positivity um, and the acceptance and also the realism, right? Like we got yeah. to real too, right? Like, yeah, it's it's hard. And and we also have to check ourselves if and when we're putting those expectations on ourselves or even on others, right? Like stop us from perpetuating those um, barriers and those ideas of, oh, yeah, like uh, you didn't do it in this way or how come you did it this way? Because that's how it happened, right? Like. That that was life. Life happens. I don't get to, you know, always um, pick how it happens, but it's how I am able to be resilient and to navigate it and to learn and grow from
0: it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The, the way we respond to things mm-hmm. is also, like, how I like to say or see it. Yeah. Um, like, I can't control what's going to happen tomorrow. I can't control mm-hmm. what happened in my past, but I can control, like, my response to it. Like, how I allow it to uh, affect me or get to mm-hmm. me or get under my skin. Um, I think, same here. Like, I, uh, those expectations, like I said earlier, um, right. you were echoing to it, like, it's something in our culture as well yeah. as Latinas we are, you know, they try their best education, Right, you know, what, what are the, the Jones is going to say, mm-hmm. not knowing that it's like, what? Like, I don't want to think about what the Joneses are going to say. Like, you know, um, but it's, it had a, a, there was an endearing part to what our parents, what our elders were trying to do, you mm-hmm. know, just to help push us forward. Um, But I hear you just saying like, you know, like we're breaking the we're breaking those generational things that kept us. I don't like to say curses or anything like that, but things that just like the cycles. Exactly. Like the cycles that may not serve us in the next season of our lives. So how are you? You're 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 doing it, Tina. Like your journey, like enjoying the process, going through the process like you are now Dr. Tina Loartha. Rodriguez. Yeah. So, how how has that been in your process? I want to hear a little bit more about letting go of the perfectionist sure. in your own non-traditional nursing experience. Yeah. Um how has that been for you?
1: Yeah. Well, um definitely something that I'm very proud of and and the one thing that, you know, my parents did instill with me was, you know, kindness but also education. So, I was always curious and always reading. Um, and kind of thankfully along my path um, guided to um, learning and being exposed to um, higher ed and other opportunities. Um, And talking about breaking the cycles, you know, like the educational cycle in my family was that, you know, my grandparents either had an elementary school um, education or didn't have any, right? Because that's how it was. They had to go work to support the family. Uh, but then they wanted better for my parents. And so then my parents were able to both graduate from high school. And then my mom actually has her associates. Um, and then because of that continued of, you know, the next generation is going to do better. You know, my parents have both instilled in me that, you know, you're going to go on and, and go to college and be a doctor or be a lawyer or be a police officer. Those were the three. And I was like, oh, okay um but you know thankfully um growing up in you know the bronx i was around um a lot of people who looked like me and came from my same background but once i got to high school it was definitely a big mix and um i started to see more white students more asian students um instead of just the black and and latinos that i was in with before Um, and I got to really, again, because of my aptitude, I was able to be in some of those higher classes, you know, the honors classes, the advanced classes. Um, and so that was exciting, but it was also a little bit of challenge. Um, English was one that I could not, you know, master. And I was like, oh, like I could never get like higher than I get 85 in English. And it was always like something that was something I struggled with. And interesting now, like I have my doctorate and I also wrote a book. So like those of you who feel like you can't write, you can. Don't worry about it. Mm. Practicing, keep, it's a skill. It'll it'll get there. Um, and then, you know, I left from a public high school in the Bronx to go to Cornell University. Like that was a huge wake up. I remember my first semester, my first test, I got a D. I was like, mm. this is my major. This is what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. How did I get a D? And I was like, okay, you know, this focus, actually, I think I came home that weekend um, and I just needed a break, right? Like it was so many changes Mm -hmm. being in this dominant white environment, not having, you know, comforts of home, not having the comforts of my culture um, and just kind of also not knowing how to study, right? That was a big part of my journey. Like I Things were easy for me in elementary and high school, and now they were not in college, and I had never learned how to study. So that was a process, too, Uh, which, to be honest, I actually didn't learn to study until I was actually a teacher, ironically Mm. enough. Ironically enough. So those of you who feel like, you know, you have some challenges, it's okay. You know, definitely use your resources, but then also, you know, maybe try teaching because then maybe that'll help you. (laughs) Help you and and like you don't have to be like a designated teacher. Like go try to teach you know a family member or like somebody Mm. else. Let me me tell you about this concept that I'm I'm learning at school, and maybe that will help you click it with it.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah.
1: But it was really you know um, there that I realized that yeah I'm gonna fail and I'm gonna you know not you know do well and that's okay. Just figure it out. There was this little mantra that. Eventually came to be of hey, C's get degrees. It's all good. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm graduate. I'm still gonna get that paper, and there it is behind me, right there. Hey, um, <laughs> but, oh, Um, it was it was definitely a journey, and then especially as a young nurse too, coming in to seeing you know in the clinical setting, you know the nurse leaders with the MSNs and then with the alphabet soups behind their names, you know, with all their certifications. I was like, wow, I want to do that. And and a quick little story about that is that um, as a new nurse, I was actually an operating room nurse and I was there for about four years total. And I had wanted to be certified as an operating room nurse. Um, I failed the test the first time by seven points. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it again. I still failed it again by seven points the second time. And then I paid for it the third time. And then, ex- then my time window to take the test expired. So I never even got to take it. So my first my first specialty was operating nurse. And that was the one that I started to take certification tests for. And I never achieved it. And, you know, at, there was one point that I was like, that one still bothers me. And I'm like, eh. I have three <laughs> certifications now. It's all good. Like it did not stop me from progressing in my career and in my journey. So, you know, it's okay. You know, especially, you know, when we're in school and we feel like we fail a test or if we fail the boards, it's not the end of the world, right? Like mm. we do it again. It's okay.
0: I love that. I love that. Oh, I hear so much just like this self acceptance self-compassion that you kind of have to form if you're letting go of these like perfectionist beliefs um especially when it comes to failures like we hear all the glamorous like Mm -hmm. oh you know dr so-and-so all Mm -hmm. the alphabet soup behind them but we don't really know and then you know like you put yourself kind of down and you're like oh you know I've done this to myself where I put myself down. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I can do that. I I want to do that. You know, it's something about us in us that may resonate because we, right. we want to grow. We want that, you know, to further in our purpose and our passion as nurses. But then, you know, we don't know the failures behind mm-hmm. it, the, the growth that had to happen behind it. So it's not really it's not really spoken about like right in the journey, like you're going to experience failures. Failures are okay. Yeah. My dad he used to say um failure is not an option. Mm-hmm. Like and so I thought to me that mm-hmm. I can't fail. Like I have to be good at everything. But mm-hmm. looking back, maybe he was saying like failure is not an option because it's not going to be the end of you. Like you're going to fail. Like it's right. it's been, it's bound to happen. Like if you want to grow, if you're ambitious, if you're going right. to do things, like you're going to mess up. Right. <laughs> you're going to be bad at things, right. especially right. when you first start, right? Yeah. So right. like, kind of like restructuring that, those beliefs around failure has really helped me in just everything, like how I see life. And it's something that I help my clients with, you know, like if you're going to start a workout plan, if you're going to start, oh, you yes. know, trying to change your habits, trying to eat better, like mm-hmm. you're going to mess up, but mm-hmm. don't throw away the whole diet. Exactly. Don't throw away the whole self-care. Like, Right. right? Continue. It's right. a journey. It's a yeah. process, and we were talking about this earlier. Like mm-hmm. you can choose to enjoy your journey, right? You can choose to embrace it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think along that way too is also
1: being patient with yourself and giving yourself grace, right? Like yeah. actually, one of my uh, first mentors, um an O.R. nurse, Greg Brown, um he he said, "T, he's like you need to, you need to give yourself time," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And He was like, "Time represents things I must earn." T I N, and he was like, "Exactly the the knowledge that you know." And I was like, "Wow!" And that's always resonated with me. And and you know, I it, it's true. Like you have to give yourself time to to navigate, to figure it out, to get comfortable, to get better at it. Because a lot of it is skill building, you know, muscle memory. Um, and, and there's just you know, there's again this pressure from, you know, family, from society, sometimes even ourselves, right? Like for my doctorate. I
0: love when you said that earlier, like, check yeah, yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For my doctorate journey, I was like, oh, I was going to be done by December, 2022. Nope. I just finished last month and that's okay. <laughs> right. Like that's yeah. okay. Cause I still have the paper. I still got the degree. You still did it. I still did it. I still progress with my profession, you know, and my employment. And it doesn't make a difference that it was nine months later than I had planned. No, plans are good. You know, setting goals is definitely something to, um, I think, to keep us structured and to keep us accountable. But be patient and give yourself grace because life happens, you know, and you need to, um, again, enjoy the journey to be able to really fully embrace it and evolve.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. We were actually talking about grace and it's like this overarching theme it has been kind of um over the last few episodes and i was even talking to wendy i had wendy uh, on yeah. my podcast and she's yes. an amazing i think y'all were in the same cohort or something yeah. y'all were, yeah, yeah that's amazing and she was just like and she's like this this go-getter high achiever mm-hmm. nurse like very much in her purpose and her passion yes um and that's been one thing that's helped her like sustain yes. it like giving yourself grace. And then you just added another level to it. Like the time, the patience, you know, like that word patience. I never, I never had patience for nothing. Like, (laughs) yeah. And especially now.
1: Yeah, especially now in this society where it's instant gratification. Like, no, if you yeah. work out once, it's not going to be a change. Or no, you're not going to have no success. No, no. no you did this? If you if you bought the food, no, it's not. You're not going to lose the weight. Like, there's so much more to it. And oh, if you have the book, that doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, know everything. So mm. and, and, again, it's that um, commitment, that repetition, that
0: discipline. Um, yes. And those aren't sexy words. They are not. But they should be. Let's change the narrative. Let's, let's, let's change, change narrative. it. Like, I'm disciplined. That's sexy. <laughs> mm, that is sexy. Like, I'm naming it. Right. I'm naming it and claiming that's it. Right. It is sexy. Discipline, is, <laughs> discipline is sexy. <laughs> yes. Grits, having yes. determination. That's right. Like, that's something that is so, yeah. Um, important to me. There's this Bible verse that I was like, even looking at, you know, like the righteous fall down mm-hmm. seven times, but they still get up. Mm-hmm. Like you, you will experience the fall downs. Like it's yeah. part of life. Like it's going to happen to you. But the thing is that you still get back up. Right. You still okay. um continue on and um, maybe pivot, you know, you learn some things, you grow some muscles, you, you learn some endurance, you learn some patience Mm -hmm. along the way. And it's beautiful that in your new book, (laughs) Latinas in Nursing, we are sharing our different stories. There are so many amazing nurses that have Mm -hmm. done that. And in community, when you get out there, like when you, On social media, it can seem like so just like, oh, it's beautiful. It's his, Mm -hmm. it's that, it's that. But there are stories behind that. So I'm curious to know, like, how did you come to this place, to this idea of the Latinas in nursing? Like, what brought you here? And tell us more about your book. Sure, absolutely.
1: And, of course, that you're a featured author. So it's our book. It's our book.
0: Our book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, the idea came to me really at the end of 2020. Um, it was, you know, really taxing dealing with the pandemic at that time. I was, um, the vice president of FQHC, the vice president of nursing at FQHC. So I was out, um, at the clinics or in the community every day, um, you know, figuring out the new workflows, trying to get the information about COVID, um, starting to uh, understand the testing. Um, and it was just, draining, you know, I was definitely morally injured from the experiences as I'm sure so many other people were as well. So many other healthcare workers and frontline essential workers who didn't have the luxury of staying home and, and, you know, waiting it out. Like we were out there day in and day out. And, and for me, a source of comfort is reading. Um, and I, I was out there looking, um, a couple of days when I was like a a really low point. I was like, I need something to help pick me up. I need something to, um, give me again, fire and to help me, you know, really pull through this. And it took me about uh, a week or so. And I was doing all these searches and I couldn't find one book written by a Latina nurse about Latina nurses, about their story, about their journeys, Um, I found a handful of uh, books on black nurses um, and I was like, this is, this is sad. Like, this is like, this can't be. Um, So uh, thankfully in that search, I did find the National Association of Hispanic Nurses. I joined and, you know, from there, the rest is history because I met so many of the other authors in our, in our book um, and have been a, a proud member now of that organization for around three years. Um, so if you don't know, there is an association, National Association of Hispanic Nurses. There's there's a lot of other places, too, that you can find kind of community, um, not just based on the American Nursing Association or your specialty, but there's, there's a, um, a men's and nursing society. There's a black nurses as well. So, you know, there's definitely places out there for community, um, but it was um, then over like 2021 and 2022, I started going out to some conferences and started to hear people speak about their stories and journeys. I was like, wow, this is powerful. I started doing some lectures and presentations and, and yeah, I know the data and yeah, I know the science, but I always start with a powerful story. Right. And mm-hmm. and for me, that's my, that's my narrative. I, I do a story, I'm a storyteller. So that was where the idea started brewing. I was like, we, there needs to be a, a book about Latinas and nurses, and um, it was finally by like 2021 that I was like, "All right, I'm gonna write it." And then I had to figure out how to fund it. So I was like, there I was like, "Okay, let me. <laughs> how do I do this?" So I like, I stalked all these um, publishers. I like grilled them. I did all this research. I figured out other, you know, methods of it. Um, and thankfully, you know, finally, um, and then 2022 was all about funding it, finding that those um sponsors for it, that didn't happen. That was that was a hard journey. I was like, oh come on. And people were like, yeah, this is great. I love it. Believe it. I believe in it. Um let me send you to this one. Oh yeah. Send me the information. I'll get back to you. Six months later, hi, it's me again. You know? So <laughs> even trying to fund it was a journey. And and but I was very determined. I was like, nope, nothing's mm-hmm. gonna stop this from happening. And so thankfully, at the beginning of this year, my husband and I were able to have, you know, a really uh, uh, honest uh, conversation about kind of my vision, our finances. And and thankfully, he agreed to um, sponsor the, the book with me. So I was so happy. And then from there, the rest is history, because then I was able to, you know, really procure 15 phenomenal Latina nurses who really trusted me in this process. Um, Some who I knew, some who I didn't. And um, really saying, like, this is the mission of Latinas in Nursing to be uh, a place for us to celebrate our stories and our accomplishments, our our challenges, our failures, Mm -hmm. and to really uh, make it about us, by us, for us, so, that it could be a sense of um, or a source of light for others, um, but really for Latinas um, who either are in nursing or who wanna be nurses or who're curious about nursing to let them know that, yeah, you can do it too. Um, and so, that's really kind of what I see for this. Again, I, I, my philosophy is that nurses, because we're so highly skilled, Need to be everywhere where decisions about people are being made, um, and then with that, Latina nurses need to be because you know the Latino population is you know soon to be, if not already, the most, um, the largest um, ethnic group in in um, the states. Plus, you know, globally, like we we are very uh, large in numbers. Not the largest globally, but very large. And there's power in that, right? And mm-hmm. B, that there was no, there was not even one book that highlighted mm-hmm. this power. Um, I just was like, nope, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to change that. And so Latinas in Nursing was born. Volume one, because, you know, there's there's so many of us, you know, I already have a list for volume two. There's been calls for Latinos in nursing. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. let's get it. Let's do it. And so, you know, I'm really, again, just really proud of our collective um, trust and commitment to this mission and to being brave and being vulnerable to put ourselves out there. Uh, But the response has been overwhelming. It's been overwhelming. Like, there's so much um, gratitude and um, appreciation. Uh, There's, I think, even some relief I've been hearing and talking Mm. to people. About uh, like, I thought I was the only one and now I know I'm not, or I didn't think I could do this, but now that I've read the book and know a little bit more, I, I I I feel I can do it. And so that those are the stories that, you know, just again, fill my cup, keep me committed to, you know, balancing and harmonizing all the other competing priorities in my life to ensure that, you know, Latinas in nursing does get to be, you know, the, um, um, book of influence and support for you know definitely for latinas um in nursing school but hopefully as they graduate and those even who are interested in nursing
0: yeah yeah i love that i love that it's been a journey it's been a it's journey been a journey um, to bring this book into fruition and um <clears throat> i just i just love it and it's a story of determination and wow I did not know that you and your husband came together to put it together and fund this whole movement that is happening. So shout out to yes. your, your hubby. Um, I hope to maybe meet him virtually soon. So I could say my thank yous oh, and appreciations y'all for y'all coming together. That's, that's purpose partnering right there. I love that. Yeah. Just, just being that source of light to the nurses and to the yeah. La- Latina nurses in our community. I think that's that's so inspirational to have these sorts of stories and to have this, this just inspirational uh, book. Like you said, yes. like reading helps so much and it's mm-hmm. a way to connect, it's self-care. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my therapist mm-hmm. told me, she was like, when I was going through a, a tough time, she was like, you need to get go read some um, biographies of people because- mm-hmm. I, she she suggested it to me and she yeah. was like, just go read some stories, like just to yeah. hear people like you right. that are doing some things like what you want to do, hearing them overcome like that's self care. And so uh, she was encouraging me to do that. Um, I can't do it before bed, though, because then my brain is just like tick, tick, oh, tick, tick, tick. Exactly. You
1: know, you know, kind of your your time frame. Um, I'm an avid reader as well, and actually, I found um, something that was posted that said the best way to learn is to teach, which I already talked about a little bit.
0: Yeah, you did say that. The best
1: way to teach is to write. The best way to write is to think, and the best way to think is to read. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yes, that's that's exactly it. That that works. Like that's me. So,
0: yeah. Say that one more time. One okay. more time. I got I got to put up again.
1: So the best way For to the- learn the best way to learn is to teach. The best way to teach is to write. The best way to write is to think. And the best way to think is to read. And that came from Scott D. Clary. So thank you, Scott D.
0: Clary. I love that. Okay. Breaking it down for us like, there is value in reading and hearing and Mm -hmm. learning about others around Mm -hmm. you that are doing amazing things. So if you want to get that inspirational, um, just. Right. Flow going, pick yeah. you up something that's going to pour into you, that's going mm-hmm. to uplift you. And the Latinas in Nursing is the first volume coming very much, many more coming. Yeah. I already know because I already know some amazing phenomenal nurses mm-hmm. that I, I think I've sent you away. I, I, I got a couple more if I haven't sent Excellent. you all <laughs> of them coming. For sure. Yes. And it's going to be um amazing um project that's just happening. So make sure you go check it out, y'all. I'm so excited. It has been, yes, relief um, writing it. And for me personally, to see my words out there, I'm just like, oh crap. <laughs> I was like, oh crap, it's out there. Wait a second. Oh, Let me go read. What did, what did I? I just had a little bit of a critic moment because I, I tend to do that to myself. I'm like, what stop. did I write? Put that the oh,
1: toxic And somewhere oh, else. Oh my
0: God. Is that who she is. Oh. Yeah, that's from
1: Camila. That Camila so from Peladon. That's her. Say, stop, get
0: that the toxic out of your head. Like, don't listen oh to my her. Gosh. Okay, Put her away. Say nope, not today. Not today, Thea. You got today. the yeah, go. evacuate. Evacuate. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good right here. And so, yeah, after talking to my parents and my family members, um, it was a relief. I was just like, Okay, my words are out there, my story is out there. I am so like, yeah, just every day getting your emails and you're like, do something for you, ladies. Yes. Take care of you. We've worked so hard. I love those reminders. Yeah. Um, so I wanna know, like, what are some self-care things that you're doing right now in this season as we we're wrapping up our conversation? Just mm-hmm. I wanna know as a as a busybody, as a high achiever, what are some self-care yeah. things that help yeah. you sustain you and your purpose? yeah, you know, most definitely. So I definitely
1: take time for my physical health, for my mental health. Um, I feel like I need to probably make some more time for my spiritual health. but um you know, I ensure that I am up to date with all my appointments cause sometimes we don't follow up even with just our own you know doctor's appointments. Um so I, I make sure that idea. that's because the body, you know, is very important, thankfully. Um, I actually got that, um, uh, drive of always doing something good for myself, from my therapist, you know, after every time we end the session, she's like, so what are you doing for yourself? You know? And, and she really holds me accountable. And she's like, no, that doesn't sound like that's for you. That sounds like it's for others. So what are you doing for (laughs) you? So, you know, I have to give her a shout out and say, thank you for, you know, instilling that in me. Cause now, as you know, I, I pay it forward. I do it with the authors. I do it at work. You know, when I meet other people, I'm like, what have you done for yourself today? You know, hydrate, you know, take a break Mm -hmm. from the computer or get off the phone or go for a walk. Um, So I definitely try to ensure that I I practice gratitude. Um, I have my, my gratitude journal where I really kind of give myself five minutes a day to reflect on what I'm grateful for, things that have happened um or things that i have because i know i'm privileged and i know i have so many blessings that many don't have um and so that really helps give me some energy and and a lot of completeness um, i exercise um i am on peloton and and the- I heard you say peloton yeah. yes my girl though i did tune day this morning Um, but really, you know, practicing both, you know, the meditation, um, that's been really powerful. Also just, you know, doing a five minute meditation has really been good. Practicing some deep breathing, um, Mm. listening to music, dancing, um, massages. Those are my new thing. Like actually when I was finishing my, um, doctorate and also when I was working on the book, like whenever I submitted a chapter or once I'm um, completed another deliverable, I would be like, okay, I earned my my massage. I'm going <laughs> to massage. Um, wow. Yeah. So I just, you know, really um, make sure that I um, also am self-aware. So if I'm tired, I know, okay, I, 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 I give everybody the heads up. I'm tired. Probably give me some minute. I, I need, I need a nap. I took a nap yesterday. <laughs>
0: And I was talking about this
1: last like, yeah, nap queen. Yes, it was a long week. I needed a nap yesterday, and then I was able to have a good evening with the kids. Um, but you know, I I just again, I I think it's because of my journey and because of where I'm at, and and unfortunately because of losing people in my life, um, and I think also just my own journey with mental health and wellness. I just really learned to um, stop having expectations. And just enjoy the moment for what it is and making the best out of it. And that really has helped um, kind of overall with my wellness as well.
0: That is good. I like that one. <laughs> Letting go of expectations. Yes. Yes. That's, that's hard. Oh, yes. Hard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it, but it's a practice, like I yeah, think we were exactly. saying earlier. Like exactly. it's a muscle, like that yeah. a skill, you know, like mm-hmm. a skill that you have to build. And just because mm-hmm. you may be bad at something doesn't mean you can't get better. So right. like, hey, you're you're working on patience, you're working on right uh being having better self-care, eating right. healthier, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like whatever you're trying to work on, it's a skill. And when practiced every day, put into action every day, you can get better at it too. Um, It's something that we're all working on at some point in our lives. Like, we're not just all waking up just perfect at everything. You know, like, you gotta work at things. Regardless of what social media says, no, they didn't just wake up that way. (laughs) Regardless of what social media says, exactly, exactly. Um, I'm letting go of expectations as well, trying to really give things and people and situations the benefit of the doubt like it's gonna work out it's gonna be okay like I try to talk to myself like that my boyfriend really helps me with that he's like just give me the benefit of the doubt and I'm like oh okay and that just leaves me in such a like so much of a more clearer space like so much of a more like gratitude space I'm Mm -hmm. just like this is what it is right it's okay like it's gonna be okay um (laughs) So I love the gratitude practice as well. I think whenever my mood is in like a funky mood, I try to like, or when I'm coming from a place of like scarcity, Mm -hmm. I try to shift it to like, okay, what are three things I am so thankful for right now? Like, and i can mm-hmm. look around and just bring myself back to the present moment like mm-hmm. sometimes our minds i was talking to the last uh in the last podcast we were just you know talking about anxiety yes um with keila ford yeah she's also mm-hmm. a doctorate as well doctor nurse doctor nurse a dmp <laughs> as well um and she was talking about being present in the moment and you know how anxiety we're worried about just everything going on in the future, or that hasn't happened, and then depression or worrying about just past and like bringing back, bringing ourselves and actively bringing ourselves to the the, the present, the here and the now. What does that um, look like? And practicing that on a daily, like I feel like gratitude. Practicing right. gratitude can just help you bring bring you back to the moment. Like mm-hmm. I'm gratitude. Like I'm grateful. I'm just grateful right. that I woke up. Exactly. Right. have my apartment, right. my bills are getting paid. Right. Like, oh, right. I do have a lot to be grateful yes. for. I right. do have a lot to be thankful for. I love those self-care practices yes. for sure. Okay. Yes, Dr. Tina, any last words as we wrap up? Anything else you'd love to share with us? Where can we find out more about the work that you're doing and what mm-hmm. to expect next from you? Yeah, yes, definitely come
1: check out the website, latinasandnursing.com. Um, we have information about the book. You can actually go and get the book there. It's also available on Amazon, but you can go on the website and buy it there. As Thailand mentioned, we're having our book launch event on September 22nd, which is National Hispanic Nurses Day. Um, So you can sign up for that virtually to attend and to participate. Um, And, you know, there's a whole so many things that I'm working on. <laughs> this this book has really brought in so many more opportunities, but, you know, I do want it to continue to grow and evolve. Um, I have plans for a workbook to accompany the um, the book. Uh, we're definitely interested in doing uh, a Spanish version as well as an audiobook for it. Um, volume two is something else that I'm, I'm starting to work on. So a lot of things that are, a lot of good things that are happening. Um, Eventually, I would love for after we recoup our, our investment um, from the sales to have funds that would be able to go towards a scholarship as well. Um, so that's one of the goals of, you know, the work and the mission. Um, and with that, you know, I'm really just trying to enjoy every day. Um, the book dropped last um, Friday on the 1st, um, and it was, it was exhilarating and it was fascinating. But then 5.30 came and I was like, oh, I got to go take a kid here and I take a kid there. I got to go do this. I got to do that. So with all that, you know, life is still going on. I'm still a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend. And so I'm also just making sure that I'm making time for my support, my support uh, network. And I also call them my um, uh, personal board members, my, you know, my own... <laughs> Um, Board members that help me and keep me grounded. And so, you know, Uh with that, I would just say, you know, you're not alone. Um, Definitely make sure you um, can uh, identify and really tap into your network that will help you um, with whatever journey you're on right now, because everybody's on a journey. And um, it, was, it was really awesome to speak with you, Fallon. I, I hope everybody enjoyed our time. And again, don't forget to follow um, us on Insta us as well, Latinas in underscore Nursing. So we love to have you there as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. It's so it's been such a great conversation. These are always like self-care conversations, I feel like. So um, I appreciate you just being open, transparent, just being real about your your journey, your process mm-hmm. and how you have uh, come to this um, to this this next level of mm-hmm. your purpose. your finding your purpose. And it's a it's a we're all evolving. So right. I love that. And I and I appreciate you and all the work that you've done for Latinas and mm-hmm. nursing, like It does not go unseen. It does not go unheard. Um, I'm going to say it first. Thank you so much for just Mm -hmm. letting me be a part of this, inviting me into the part of it and calling me brave. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I heard that. I'm brave.
1: (laughs) Be proud of yourself. We made history, right? We made history.
0: So be proud of that. beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much, Tina. I will be talking to you very, very soon, friend. Good. Bye. Bye. Y'all, it's been too real with Dr. Tina on the podcast. I truly, truly appreciate her and the just sharing of the stories and the 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 letting go of perfectionism that she shared with us. Embracing the failures, embracing the journey, just enjoying your journey. Like I, there were so many gems. So make sure you go check it out and listen to the podcast um, from the beginning, from season four. It's it's been it's been amazing, and I am so thankful to all. The, the guests that I've had on here and especially Miss Tina, Dr. Tina. Um, so make sure you go check out the show notes below. We will leave the link to all of the, to all of the, the, the things that we're working on, Latinas in nursing. So I really, truly appreciate you all for showing up and showing out. So before I go, make sure you like subscribe and join the nurse wellness community. Um, the You Glow Nurse podcast. Make sure you share this episode with someone that you love, another nurse, so we can continue to spread this nurse wellness message to all. And I will see you next time. Bye.